Not the footy show. Show? Well, show, I just can't believe this. It's, it's burning the best day of life other than your kids getting born. But, oh, I know everyone says it, but if you're playing the game and you want to try and play it at the best level, this is all it's all about. Be the ball. G'day everybody, welcome to episode 248 of Not The Footy Show. I'm Warren Nicholson, that is Mr. Rob Cobb, you can't see his face, it's just the way it is everybody. And here is our 2021 NRL Grand Final Preview Show, the Penrith Panthers up against the South Sydney Rabbitohs on Sunday, we think in Brisbane. Roberto Cocksmith, welcome, welcome, we're getting it off the bat straight away. Are you Squidworth? Is it Squidworth from Spongebob Squarepants or do you mean somebody I, else? Am I, I being confused? I, I can be Squidworth if you like. If you put me up there as Squidworth, well, guess what? I'm Squid Squidworth. If not, I am one of the Squid Game from Netflix soldiers. The triangle one you wanted to be, watching. I think you said before the yeah, pod. Well, I, I could be the square or the circle as well. But look, I've just finished watching that uh, show with my son. It's yep. whacked. It's pretty weird. It's a Korean yeah, okay. show that's been dubbed with American accents for the most part. And it's out there, man, and it's a little bit gory, uh, not for the uh, under 16, so my son's 14. Well, what am I thinking? Um, <laughs> Responsible parenting, but, it's uh, 101, yeah. <laughs> I was, I, I was uh, supervising him while he watched it. Uh, yeah, so I just finished just finish watching that, mate. But uh, if you want to put me a Squidworth for SpongeBob, I'm happy with that too. Mm, I think it's pretty good. Uh, fun fact, uh, I was in a South Korean drama series a few years ago. You can't find it, but I was there. Anyway, uh, the grand final is this weekend. Uh, we have the South Sydney Rabbitohs, Penrith Panthers, Ivan versus Uncle Benny. I'm a little bit more excited about this game than I thought I would be, Cocksmith. Uh, I was I was anticipating Melbourne being there again and just being, yeah, they're going to be the best team in the competition and they'll play, you know, Manly or South and it'll be a bit ho-hum. But now Penrith have up, done the old upset. And South Sydney are in, you know, great form. I'm actually, I'm not only excited for this grand final, as we record here on a Wednesday afternoon, I'm still not sure who I'm picking. What about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little torn. I'm very excited about this. I was talking to uh, my mate Chucky from the NRL um, earlier on today, and I said, how good is it not to have Melbourne or the Roosters? It's, it's awesome. I mm. love it. You know, Melbourne or the Roosters, I think, have been involved in one, one or both have been involved in every grand final since... 20, well, let me give 15. you the, the statistics. Uh, last year, Melbourne Penrith, Roosters Canberra. I'm going backwards, obviously. Uh, Roosters Melbourne, Melbourne Cowboys, Sharks Melbourne, 2015, North Queensland, Brisbane. Uh, then we had South Canterbury, Roosters Manly, Melbourne Canterbury, Manly Warriors, Dragons Roosters, Melbourne Parramatta, Manly Melbourne, Melbourne Manly, Brisbane Melbourne. Then we go all the way back to 2005. Yeah. Lots of, lots of. Melbourne, lots of roosters. Lots of Melbourne and, and a fair bit of roosters as well. And mm. thankfully they're not there this year. Sorry, Melbourne and Roosters fans, but um, it's nice for a change. Uh, and I'm excited about it, man. I said to Grant, uh, Chucky, I said to him, yep. I said, how good would it be if this game was on at ANZ? How <sighs> good if we had no COVID and the game was on at ANZ 
82, 3, 4, 5,000 people. Um, it'd be a, it'd be awesome for Sydney right now. Unfortunately, we can't have it, and mm-hmm. and you know maybe Brisbane can't have it as well. Um, what's the what's the off the top of your head question without notice? What is the uh, default if they don't have it? What happens? Townsville or Townsville is the one that PVL I think has said. Uh, I believe. Um, yeah. Look, Townsville just made out like bandits if they end up with the grand final after getting. Origin one this year. Um, I love it. <laughs> do they have the do they have the All Stars game as well at the start of the year. Yeah, I can't remember. Was that in Melbourne? I, I can't remember. Uh, I wasn't at it, so I don't remember. But um, study when you get everything. That's it's pretty good. Yeah, but I, I'll tell you, um, if they get it, good on them. Good on them. Just don't expect mm-hmm. to ever get it again. Uh, this is a, <laughs> this is a, this is a one in a hundred year storm. This one. It, um, it is. No, no pun intended. Mm, um, Brisbane, we hope. I didn't see the numbers today, actually, but hopefully they get to have their grand final. As I said, I think in a tweet about a week or so ago. The great news about Brisbane getting it this uh, year is that they don't have to get it again. So uh, let's yeah, keep but... it that way. <laughs> Sydney Siders, New South Wales government, hold on to that bad boy. Uh, what we'll do, uh, I'll get some stats out of the way in regards to the coaches in a sec. But uh, the basic premise for this podcast is to just go through the teams and, and who do we like, who don't we like. Uh, where do we think the weaknesses are and where do we think the strengths effectively? Then we'll give you our score, our first try and our Clive Churchill option. Uh, we'll finish the show with a few um, little uh, tidbits of what's going on in the league as well as just some suggestions around what we think are the best moments in rugby league grand final history. And I'm going to try and put together a bit of a um, compilation for the supplementary podcast that might hit the airwaves back end of the week. Foxsmith, 10 grand finals for Wayne Bennett. It's a fair effort. He's seven and two in the nine that he's in at the moment. Uh, everyone forgets, well, I shouldn't have forgotten by now, he's been sending grand finals, but he actually uh, made the grand final his first year in the Sydney first grade competition. He was a co-coach with Don Perner at Canberra in 87, lost that one. Uh, and he's actually lost his last grand final, which was the 2015 decider when the Cowboys upset the Broncos. In between that, he won seven in a row, Cocksmith. How many do you think old Ivan's made? Um, well, you've told me, so um, I, I hey, thought it was one. The game here. What are you talking about? Uh, I, I thought it was one. I thought that last year was his first grand final, but you surprised me and told me that it wasn't. Um, no. He, so when was his one before that? 2011, he was in charge of the Warriors. I think it was his last year at the Warriors, if I recall. Uh, yeah, and then he went to Penrith. I think he signed with Penrith already, uh, and they made the grand final and they played uh, Manly in what you described so aptly as a very forgettable grand final. Uh what wasn't forget about that was that actually that Sean Johnson performance against Melbourne in the the uh, prelim final leading into that game. But yeah, that grand final was all manly. Ivan Owen three potentially in three grand finals if if Penrith don't get it done. It's not an easy stat to come back from. I mean, that's one of the beauties of old Uncle Benny is that he might have been ten, but he you know he's been in the plus for a long time. Owen three Ivan and the way Ivan is, it won't sit well with the big dog, will it? I don't think it would. I don't think it would sit well with anyone. I mean, it certainly didn't sit well with Brian Smith. Um, you know, it, it's a, it's a, it's great to be in the grand final. I'd say for for Ivan, but it, the scary proposition is if, if they lose, you become Brian Smith the second. You become a dude that's been able to get to three, um, but you're still wearing the bridesmaid's dress. Um, you know, I, I think at some stage, unless he loses and quits. 
Um, I think at some stage he'll get his grand final, but, um, you know, Penrith have got their work cut out for him, which we're obviously going to go into later. But uh, this isn't a, a lay-down mazair. I, I know that there's a lot of people at the foot of the mountains thinking all the boys have to do is turn up. Well, mm. that's, not, that's not the case. Um, Souths are the informed team at the back end of this competition um, and have scored lots and lots of points. They've got lots of points in them. They've got a lethal left edge. Um, Even without Lestrell, that's that's been proven in the last yeah. couple of weeks. They've got a halfback that's probably the best uh, kicker of the ball in the competition, arguably. Um, and they've got a bench. They've got a bench that knows how to change a game and up a tempo. Um, they're not going to be an easy beat at all. They're, they're a formidable team. And 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 typical of Wayne Bennett, they, they slid under the radar for most of the year. They got beaten handsomely a couple of times. Um, which maybe made people think, no, these mm-hmm. guys aren't the real deal. Well, you know what? They're in the grand final. Um, and you look at their team and they match up pretty closely with what Penrith have got as far as firepower goes and they exceeds sure it in some areas. They only lost four games all year. I think that's yep. one of the real things that was overlooked, as you say, in terms of the under um, underdog or overlooked card is that they only lost one more game than Melbourne and Penrith during the regular yep. season. They had it. They scored 100 more points, four, than Penrith did. 100 more. Mm-hmm. Now, the comp might have been soft. It was soft, but still pretty impressive. But the interesting part about that is they conceded 170 more points than Penrith in the, uh, the course of the 24 games they played. Uncle Benny uh, is longevity-wise unequaled. He is always in the conversation around you know, the greatest coaches of all time. If he nails this one and makes it eight wins from 10 grand finals, I think he's the best, uh, what's the word? He's arguably the most complete coach that there's been in that he's been to a few clubs now and he's had success. He went back to a club that he got kicked out of original or, or left originally and then almost won another grand final there. But Eight and two if he gets it with South as he leaves South. He'll be a legend forever as a Rabbitoh. Like um, Rusty Crow will, you know, put a statue up for him because he'll have delivered another, another competition for him. But I, I want to ask you this. People have been banging on about Craig Bellamy quite rightly for a long time now. And mm. as they entered into the finals, it was the greatest coach of all time. What a performance. I think Bellamy won the coach of the year again, didn't he, on, the, on Monday? He did, yep. He has never won back-to-back premierships. Yeah, right. I, I, I'm being harsh, but is that at this point in his career in charge of Melbourne now, now a thing when you consider the great coaches of all time? He hasn't been able to get his team back up to win back-to-back premierships, even when they were you know, doing things with the cap in the late 2000s. They made consecutive grand finals there, but they didn't, couldn't win two of them before they were two in a row before they got taken off. Does this this fact sort of really count against Bellamy? I guess is the question. As much as it is, if Bennett wins this number eight, you know, I, I don't think I don't think Wayne winning number eight affects Bellamy in a in a negative light. I, I really mm-hmm. don't. I I think I think there's while there's a few glaring differences between the two. There's obviously quite a few um, similarities and, you know, coaching 
coaching these days, especially with the multi-tiered platform of coaching that we've got, a head coach, a defensive coach, uh, an attack coach, quite often, quite often, you know, the players don't have a lot of minute-to-minute contact with the head coach. So what the head coach obviously does is oversees the other coaches and then has the last word or the second last word usually to the captain in the shed before the game. Mm. And I think, I think one thing that is, would be very similar with the two is they know what to say and when to say it. Um, Wayne Bennett and Bellamy have a real knack of getting players to buy in. They know when to put the foot on the you know, foot down on the accelerator. They know when to pull it up a little bit. And, and, and Souths, Souths are, are just that this year. You know, just, just you know, not lumbering, but just trotting along in third position all year. That's cool. We'll, we'll take third. That's fine. Yeah. Only losing one more. Now, you know, if you didn't know that stat, the way that, the way that Melbourne and Penrith got all of the media this year is thanks to Wayne Bennett. Mm-hmm. You know, he probably figured out, you know, probably halfway through the year that there's a fair chance we're going to lose maybe one or two more. And, you know, the ultimate prize isn't the minor premiership. So let's just slide under the radar here a little and, you know, let's let the journos talk about whatever they want to talk about, which is usually the teams in one of them too. So he's a, I think both, but Bennett probably wins on the, on the media front. Bennett can play a room like nobody. He does, you know, he? And he'll and he'll take the heat for his players. He will, he'll do anything for his players. To and the objective is to win the competition or to win the series in state of origin or whatever it is. He's a master manipulator, Bennett. Bellamy, Bellamy's a a, a real go getter. I think mm. and the, this is where the difference is. I'm not saying that Bellamy that Bennett isn't the go getter, but Bellamy's the guy that will that will, you know force change and force things that are I'm with you I'm on whereas Bennett is the guy that just sits back and lets people give him you know you know the old saying about give someone enough rope and they'll hang themselves I think Bennett lives by that kind of a Mm -hmm. mantra Um, but ultimately mate they are I believe the two best coaches in the comp as far as longevity and and runs on the board and funnily enough uh, I first met Wayne. Uh, I first met Craig Bellamy when he was running water for the Broncos, um, and Wayne Bennett was the coach. Mm. So um, Bellamy was under Bennett for quite a few years at the Broncos, and um, obviously learned a thing or two. And and now has has used that and brought his own style. And you know, I think he's probably probably. Um, you know, some, someone was talking the other day about uh, Bellamy should be the should be the CEO or the boss of the NRL, and and I wouldn't see that as a bad thing. I'm not Hasn't saying he already he'd want kind to do of it. been anyway. When it comes to rules and know. interpretations, I'm not sure. But but what I'm saying is, I could imagine him doing that job. I couldn't imagine Wayne Bennett doing that mm. job. Um, but either way, mate, they're both they're both masterful coaches. They both know what to say, when to say it. Um, but Bennett just seems to have a little bit more of a knack of bringing blokes together and getting them to believe in something very quickly. Yeah. Um, only from the, you know, I could be a bit off there, but only from the results that we've seen, you know, in, in origins and things like that. Ben Bellamy didn't have the results in origin. 
he was it was he earlier picked the wrong, he picked the wrong time to take himself Wales Reigns though to be fair uh, to correct, him with, correct. given what Queensland had you said about uh, Bennett and his his comments and getting the team ready for the grand final I opened the podcast that reviewed the two prelims with it but he was really open about the fact that this is the opportunity that he just knew his team had to take. He'd been, you know, hoping that they'd get to a stage where this could happen. And he said he'd been ticking off the things that needed to happen to get to the, the grand final. And you could tell the relief and the, I guess how proud he was of his team that they'd achieved that because he knew what it took. And, and Reynolds said in that uh, presser, he said, you know, where before he went out there, uh, Bennett's pretty much speech had us ready. He, he had primed us ready to go for that match. And as we sort of, you know, we'll get to the teams in a sec, but uh, right now that the story is Bennett passing Bellamy again, I reckon, if he takes this, um, this eighth premiership, it, even in the, in the current setup, it's, it's, it's such an impressive effort from him to, to get this team, as you say, out from the, the shadows and up and, and into this game that they're outsiders, but, uh, they did knock off uh, Penrith last time they played. And Ivan Cleary, you've got a job to do because you can secure the legacy of this team, really, if they can manage to get a premiership out of these two great seasons. Yep. But if he doesn't, oh, it's just going to be a hard thing because you don't get the impression, you get the impression that, put it this way, I've seen enough of the, the Cleary, the friendly Cleary, to know that he has these players buying in and they really like him. I don't doubt that at all, but I don't feel like he's quite got the, well, he doesn't have the gravitas of a Bennett. He just doesn't yet. And if he can deliver a premiership here to Panthers now, I think you might see actually almost a, a little bit more of a relaxed slash um, more likable uh, Ivan Cleary if they get the comp this year, because uh, the well, world see, doesn't have you, to be against him. I must admit, that's the, the one thing is, I don't like about him. The he thing is, you cattle. don't like him. You don't like Ivan, right? I, I, I don't mind Ivan. You, you have a, you've got a few issues with, with well, uh, Captain. I'll explain uh, it many Patrick. times. It's the, it's the arrogance factor that just I don't like, and it's the, yeah. you know, playing the well, oh how, how dare we be scrutinised card when you're deliberately doing I, stuff. I don't like that. I think I, I, you know what? I think every coach in the NRL has an ego and has a bit of arrogance about him. Um, they do. And I think we see things through different lenses sometimes. Look, I've only met Ivan a couple of times, but the first time that I met him, he was a player. And I remember doing a shoot with him years ago at the Sydney Football Stadium many years ago. Uh, I think he was playing for the Roosters. Mm. Um, He he was such a likeable bloke, a really, really good fella. Um, As a young bloke, obviously time changes people, but I can't imagine he'd be much different. Um, one thing Ivan has probably learned at the back end of this year is don't take on Clint Eastwood in a, in, in a mind game session. It's not going to work. And, and he'll do that. He won't be saying much this week. He's not going to put, he's not going to try and put a thorn under Clint's saddle this week. It's not mm-hmm. going to happen because, um, you know, it, it'll turn around in a minute, turned around on him last time. And um, I don't think he'll be doing that. I, I like Ivan. Um, I want to like yeah, Ivan. I want to like him, Godsmith. And I reckon if they win the comp, I might start liking him. <laughs> I just don't like what I've seen today. Yeah. yeah. I, I, look, I don't mind it. I really don't. I, there, are, there have been some, and we're obviously going to go through the team pretty soon, and there's some mm. weird things in the team, in my opinion. But, mate, I'm, I'm, not, the, I'm not a pimple on an NRL coach's butt. So, you know, I don't, I don't profess to know what they know, what's happening in their dressing rooms and whatnot. Mm. Um, 
but look, either way, um, I honestly think that um, that Bennett will go down. For, you know, probably for the next twenty years, is the best coach that's ever ever coached in the NRL. And mate, he, he's 70, 72 years old. He's I mean, not, he's not a whippersnapper. I'm just find the age. What's now. he? What's he got in common with a twenty-year-old? Seventy-one years old. Yeah, seventy-one years old. He'll co- he'll coach till the day he dies, mate. He'll be a coach till the day he dies. And, He's good. Uh, Look, we'll and- we'll take a break here. Uh, there's some coach speak, uh, some stats, and we'll get into the team by team breakdown for the uh, 2021 Grand Final after break here on episode 248 of Not the Footy Show. Not the Footy Show. I love the smell of in the morning. Okay, we're back. It's episode 248, not the footy show. Penrith, South, grand final time. The teams are out, Clocksmith. No great surprises. We do have no Tavita Pangai Jr., but I'll tell you right now, not happy for him that he's missing the grand final, but the late season acquisition element um, kind of makes it okay that he's not playing this GF as far as I'm concerned. I have no problem with it, mate. I, I think he's been pretty good over the last couple of weeks. Um, obviously, a, a personal tragedy had him um, yep. had him not in the team for uh, a couple of weeks. A week or two, um, yeah. But, yeah, but um, look, he, he's been definitely handy for them. Um, and, uh, you know, not, not nice that he's not playing, but um, what it does is it opens up um, a bench spot. For someone like probably like Spencer Lenny, um, yeah, I imagine is he on? Indeed, yeah. so um, Lenny makes it, and uh, Leona comes in from a calf injury that made him miss the prelim. Yeah, uh, look, Leona, Leona will be big, you know, and and this is taking into account that they're all, you know, 80 90 fit. Um, mm. Leona will be good for him. He's very strong in the middle. He's mobile, uh, big defence, and uh, has really played his way into that that team over the last couple of years. Whereas he was just a really pretty much a bench player before that. Um, yeah, fair point. But yeah, yeah mm. so let's go back through the teams. We have um, one to seventeen for the bunnies, and as as we say, effectively one to seventeen for Panthers with Leona in for TPJ fullback. Cox Smith, I sent you a photo today with uh, D. Edwards on crutches at the training session this morning. Um, yep. You went back and said they're all pretending. Do you reckon Edwards is actually pretending or are they actually a bit concerned oh. about the stress load on his foot? Um, look, look, he's, he's probably he's probably being precautious, well, being precautious or cautious, sorry, precautionary. Precocious, um, precocious as well. Um, look, they're probably just cautionary to, uh, you know, keep the weight off it for a few days and, um, probably when they're not training, he'll probably be hobbling around on some crutches to try and uh, get it to come as good as it can. Um, I can't imagine there's a whole lot in it because if there was, uh, he wouldn't be named. And I, I would say mm. someone like Crichton would be named um, at fullback. But um, yeah, look, it could be a little bit of show as well. I said Brian Tyler was in a wheelchair yesterday. I mean, uh, hilarity. He'd already done that a couple of times, oh. I think, at the back end of the year. Um, Get some new material, Brian. Uh, Dylan Edwards and Blake Taft. Um, I've been, I, I thought there was a real opportunity for Taft to, to step up in that prelim final, and he did. He played really well. Uh, yeah. If you had to pick one of these two players for the next couple of years, who would you take? I'd take Taft. Uh, my only issue with Taft, and I mean, I, hopefully for, for South's sake, it doesn't come true, but quite often with new young players, they find it hard to string a couple of weeks together. Um, 
you know, they'll play one good game, one average game. Mm. He had a pretty good game last time. Um, but I think Taft's a really exciting player. And I, and I understand that six is his preferred position. Um, so, yeah, yeah could be yeah. could be interesting. Edwards has great stats almost every single week, but I don't like how he plays, uh, although he plays the way Cleary wants him to, which is that, that workhorse um, coming out of trouble, multiple hit-ups in a set. I don't think he's good enough playmaker. I don't think he's a great support player. But he is one of those important players for how Cleary wants that Penrith team to operate. So he would be in loss if he couldn't play. Uh, Taff, I want to see more. I have to pick Edwards at this stage. I, I just don't think I've seen enough of Taff. But if he can deliver a grand final win for South, uh, pretty uh, decent um, thing to put on the CV. Uh, but right now I'd take Edwards over Taff um, if I was building a team in the next year or two because I just want to see more of Blake. But as a matchup this this weekend, I'm I'm fascinated to see if Taff can replicate the form of the last couple of weeks. The wingers are interesting, Cocksmith, because one of them made the Dallium team of the year and the other one didn't. Now, I like Brighton Toe. I think he's a, a pretty incredible worker and he can score some nice tries. But Alex Johnson just won the Ken Irvine medal again. All he does is score tries for fun. How did he not make the Dalian team of the year? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure about that one, mate. Um, look, he Alex, Alex is one of those players that is a great, he's a great finisher. Mm. He doesn't create a lot of stuff of him, him, himself. A little bit like Daniel Tupo from um, the Roosters. Really good finisher, uh, rarely stuffs up. Um, and he's good in defence. You know, he's fine where he is on the wing. Um, but, yeah, look, uh, I'm not sure how he didn't get into the Dally M team. Um, I picked Ruben you know, Garrett but, just for record, everybody. Yeah, well, and Ruben Garrick probably, yeah, Brian, uh, Ruben Garrick probably got in there on pure points scored this year. Um Somebody but I'll tell you, score the most tries. I, yeah, that one but really I'll but I'll tell you, if, if there's a struck match between him and Johnson, um, as far as who you'd pick first, if you were picking a team in front of you, Garrick or Johnson, I'd take. No, I'd take Johnson, Johnson in a heartbeat. I wouldn't even go near Ruben Garrick. That's just me. But Brian Tyo, um comes out on top there out of those two for me. Yep. Yeah. So they won't match up against each other. Right? They're both left wingers, so it'll be opposite sides of the field. Toto got through the prelim final okay. Regardless of the shenanigans, he'll be fine for the weekend. Uh, the other wingers are Jackson Paulo and Stephen Crichton. Now, Crichton got shoveled to the wing a month or so ago, and we were like, what's going on? He's almost been their best outside back in the, in the last few weeks. He, he had to shift to fullback in the second week of the finals, did a really good job, kept him in that match and pulled off a couple of big plays for him. Um, I'm I'm a Crichton fan on the wing. I didn't think I would be. I know we'd prefer him being in centres than Momorowski, but Crichton's finding ways to, to impact the game, which is a pretty good indication that the kid can play. Look, my issue with Crichton playing on the wing, um, you know, is is I, I think he's a better centre than Momorowski. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you why. I mean, if, if Turbo was out this year in origin, Crichton would have played right centre for him, for the New South Wales. Um, so he's obviously on the radar as a centre. Um, now, and he can play left and right, by the way. Um, he's not exclusively a right-sided player. So, uh, look, they've built the team, and and I really hope that Momorowski and 
Crichton are as good as they're looking at the moment as far as mm. that little partnership because they're going to get some traffic on, <laughs> on Sunday. Um, Just a little bit. South, South nearly always go to the left, especially, yeah. especially from, you know, um, 40 metres out. That's their go-to. When they're a bit closer, they'll go to the right. But from, a, from a 30, 40 metres out, they're going left. Mm-hmm. Uh, big strike on the le- on on their left and Panthers' right defensive edge. So I hope they I hope they got their you know. Uh, it's the communication element. They just need to know who's in and who's out, who's who's pinching. The thing that kills you when you're playing south is if that winger just jumps in, just yep. too fast because it'll generally be that the um, centre will have pushed in on the edge back rower. It's the way um, south south run it. Uh, and then that exposes the winger to have to make a decision. Does he come in on the centre or does he stay out in the winger? And it's amazing how many times Johnson isn't touched when he scores tries. It's, yep. it's, yep. So big job for Crichton and Momorowski to be on the same page there. The other side of the field, Jackson Paulo, he's, he's done pretty well. I don't yeah. see a, a superstar there by any, any stretch, but he gets the job done. But he's got to try and um, contain the Tyo factor uh, along with, as we get to the centres, but... That's where there, I think there's a bigger disparity between Toto and Paulo than there is between yep. Crichton and Johnson. Uh, so Correct. if I had to pick between the two of them, I would take the Penrith combination. Uh, but in terms of pure strike power, I'm all about that left edge with Alex Johnson. The centres, it's interesting because these two combinations, they're very much left and right. You don't, you never see them popping up on the other sides of the field at all. I mean, that's the nature of the game now, but... You just don't see it. Burton loves the left edge. He'll stay there forever. It's going to be very interesting to see how he transitions into playing in the halves next year, given he's played on one little channel the entire season here at Penrith. Uh, He'll be up against Campbell Graham, uh, which is a nice matchup uh, for Wayne Bennett, I think. Uh, Graham's done a pretty good job, except for the last couple of minutes of that prelim final uh, last last week, uh, of shutting down the opposition centre. And Dane Gagai, who I think, really struggles defensively. Um, played one of the best games I've seen him play at club level ever last weekend in the prelim final. He was outstanding. He gets Momorowski. Who do you want? Do you want Momorowski and Burton or do you want Gago and Graham? Well, um, look, Graham was the other name that just eluded me before when we're talking about right centres for yep. um, Origin. for New South Wales. Um, uh, oh. I think they cancel each other out. I think I think Burton is very dangerous. He's got this this um, for a big bloke, and he and he and Campbell Graham are about the same size. Um, for a big bloke, he's got unbelievable acceleration over ten or fifteen meters. He can yeah, yeah. he can blast through a hole, and he's yeah. got a left foot step that'll bring tears to your eyes. Um, so yeah, I think they cancel each other out though. Just given the last four or five weeks. Uh, I think I don't know who I'd take there. Um, you know, I like Penrith, so I'd probably take Penrith only because I like them. Um, other than that, I, I don't think that they've done anything better than South have done in the last. I've enjoyed four or five weeks. how South have integrated Graham, and it's been because of Reynolds mainly. But Graham's been dangerous in attack the last few weeks. He hadn't been there for a while. He'd been starved of possession because they've been just going left, 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 left. If I'm South Sydney, I'm stoked that Burton isn't coming up against Gagai. That would be a dead set mismatch. Um, from a defensive standpoint, but Momorowski, we know, we know he's not going to. Um, he's not an excitement machine. 
yeah, he's not he's not going to give uh, Gagai fits, but he's also not going to pass. So if you're Dan Gagai, you have to make sure you make that tackle. Uh, that is for sure. Uh, I'd probably take the South combo only because of how in the last few weeks Reynolds has unlocked Graham as an attacking player. I've really enjoyed okay. seeing that. Uh, and I think the Gagai uh, Momorowski thing is a bit of a wash. Um, and the job for Momorowski obviously is defensively. Into the halves, we have the current New South Wales, well, what should have been the current New South Wales halves versus the ones that should have played game three. Adam Reynolds is the big concern from an injury point of view of your South. Uh, groin injury uh, that he did a couple of days before the uh, prelim and somehow they kept that quiet, which was really impressive. Luai, Cleary, Walker, Reynolds, who do you want? I guess in this game. In this game. Take Luai, Cleary. Okay. I'll take Luai, Cleary. I I, I saw some moments last week from Luai that I really liked. Um, Given what I'd seen the three previous weeks. Yep. Um, Look, Cody Walker is, is uh, you know, a standout player and he's dangerous and he's quick and he's, He's got some definitely some great ball playing skills. He's got a great pass on him. Nice little kick as well. Um, but I'm not, other than the pass on that left edge, I'm not seeing anything that Luai can't do. Mm. Um, you know, Luai is going to have to defend, uh, you know, against Reynolds, and Cleary will will look after or will be defending against Walker. Yeah. Um, I feel very safe. From a from a, um, yeah. it's not a bad matchup to have, is it? Yeah, for, for, I think Penrith are pretty safe in that department. But you know what? Uh, you know, Walker is such a schemer that anything could happen. He um, won't stay on the left. He won't just sit on no, his left edge the whole game. No, that's he'll, the, that's the he'll big go thing over. That Walker's got over Lua. He really does. Yeah, but but the thing is, Cleary does pop up on both sides as mm. well. So we're, we've seen that. Um, so look, I think that I would, I would take. I think Cleary's kicking is almost as good as Reynolds's. Um, I think it's better. Big, I actually think it's kicking better. is a bit better. Yeah. Um, and Luai's got a nice left foot kick as well. Um, so yeah, I'll take the six and seven from Penrith in that one. I've got to sit on the fence. It's they're just two wonderful combinations. It's a big game. Uh, the big question mark for me, it's not just Luai. It's Walker as well because he didn't play in the grand final that they won in 2014. Walker, mm. this is this is his first GF. Um, yeah, at 31. Can you can you do it? Yeah, can you do it on the big stage, Cody? Because you you couldn't quite get it done at, at Origin level, Cody Walker. And I think there is a massive challenge ahead of Cody Walker as much as there is against Luai. Uh, but I'm expecting Reynolds and Cleary just to have wowzers of the game. As long as the the groin holds up for Reynolds, uh, then I think this is. This is the, the game within the game, so to speak, uh, in the grand mm-hmm. final. Forwards, and um, we're going to rush through this a little bit quicker because there's you know a lot of like for like. Uh, right now, Panthers forward start, starting pack is Leota, Coruscant, Fisher-Harris, Kikau, Capel, Yo. We all expect Liam Martin to start for Kikau. Is that right? I would expect that it's happened in the last four weeks, so why wouldn't it happen this week? So we'll say that's happening. Uh, it means that South counter with Nichols, Cook, Totola, Kalamatangi, uh, Sua and Cameron Murray. I have to take the South back at this stage, Cotsmith. In that starting, in the starting teams, especially if you're going to swap out kick out for Martin, I've got to take the South starting forward back. 
Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not um, totally against that. To be honest with you, I, I think. Um, I think you know, there's a couple of members of of the Penrith pack that I'd prefer, but I think as a working unit, um, I think South might just have the edge um, in the in the pack. Yeah, I, I really like the job Jaden Sewer's been doing. Uh, I know he's leaving the club at the end of the year, but he is something clicked when he got dropped. Something clicked. He got dropped from from State of Origin to Queensland. And he got dropped from the Bunnies, and he's come back and has been a weapon uh, for South. Kalamatungi, very good. And the nickels Totola combination has just done enough to start games that when they bring on their aces off the bench, uh, they lose nothing. Yeah. Uh, I still am concerned about the middle defence for Panthers, and I, I know that they have conceded very little in the way of points. I still reckon that there's just some weak points there. I don't think Capewell's amazing front on. Yo has to carry a lot. Fisher-Harris has to carry a lot. Uh, this probably is my biggest concern if I'm Penrith, is that if you've got to rest Fisher-Harris and you've got to play Yo for 80, who fills their spot, Cocksmith, when they're bringing off the bench? And the benches are Tyrone May, Scott Sorensen, Spencer Linu, and Liam, oh, Fliami Kikau versus Marshall Host, Tom Burgess, and Jay Arrow. This is where I'm worried about Cleary and what he does with his rotations because he's going to have to rest Fisher-Harris, judging by what he's been doing generally with him. And he does like occasionally to give Yo a break. What does he do there? Well, he's not going to give Fisher Harris eighty minutes. That's not mm-hmm. going to happen. Um, Fisher Harris, I think, will probably play around about sixty minutes of the grand final, barring injury. So yeah. there will be a, a rotation there. Um, this is why this is why Pangai was all right. Well, when I say all right, was he? He was a good fit because he could play in the middle and also play on the edge. Yeah. Um, Leniu is a bit of a younger player. Um, his minutes last week were pretty good. Uh, I've got to admit, when he came on, he lifted the energy and a bit of tempo, mm-hmm. came back into the team. He found something. Um, yeah. But, I, you know, I think... Um, I, I, obviously, the front rowers that, that, that they're going to have coming on are Leniu, Leniu and... Um, Sorensen will play in the middle, uh, and Sor- and Sorensen will play in the middle. So, and Sorensen's a great defender. Um, I don't think the impact. You see, when Burgess and, and Arrow come off the bench, they they obviously add a, another dimension to the team, and they give the team a little bit more leg speed. They give the team a little bit more uh, push through the middle. Um, you know, the big fear though, mate, is is if something happens to to Reynolds, Benji coming off the bench. At 35 years old, I'm not sure, you know, if it happens late in the game and Benji hasn't already had a stint, then I think we see, I think we see Benji really, really just go for goal because it's probably the last minutes of football he's going to play. Mm. But if it happens in the first 20 and Benji's got to be the organiser of the team, <clears throat> I, I don't know, I don't know if that's going to help um, I'm not South too much. I, I think uh, if, well, if you had to have someone on the bench who could do that job, he's one of the like the five players you yeah. might pick. I think it's yeah, it's I, wonderful for South. If, you don't want to lose Reynolds, but if you had to have someone on the bench who could come on and play that role, I'd be pretty happy if it was well, Benji. I'd, I'd be quite concerned. And and look, on the other side of the coin, mm. I'm pretty concerned with Tyrone May. You and I have yeah. discussed Tyrone May. I know you don't think the same as what I do, but, but I actually think Tyrone May is in the bottom three of their top 25. I don't think he has any business whatsoever being in that team. It's a strange fact, role he plays. I agree with that. In fact, I I wonder if Mitch Kenny was fit, is Tyrone May in the team? Hmm. 
I'm not sure. I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, he's not a half. He's not a 5'8". He's not a centre. He's not a lock. He's maybe a lock. If he had to be a position, I'd say he's maybe a lock. Yeah, but he's not a defensive lock. He's he's kind of... I'm, I'm not sure, but, you know, I think that's the one place where Penrith have a, have a chink in their okay. armour. You know, if Cleary goes down, if Cleary pops his shoulder in the first 10, Kyra May ain't going to bring much to you. In fact, yeah, we've spoken about this. You've before. spoken about this plenty. Burton to six. Does it just happen? Does it have to happen? But 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 does it happen? I mean, he hasn't done it before, know, old Cleary. Put, well, Luai Luai took HIA last week um, with a whack oh, on the he, back he of the head. He wasn't knocked out. What are you talking about? Nothing to see here. Well, he went on. He went off on an HIA, and <laughs> who knows if he was coming back? Um, and they put May straight on. I, I mean. In my opinion, in my opinion, um, Burton would have gone to six, Crichton would have gone to the centres, and yeah. May would have been on the wing. Yeah. You know? Now, you know, I, yeah, look, I, I, I really hope, I hope for everyone's sake in this in this grand final that we don't see any big injuries like this that upset a team and have, have another team winning the game because of an injury. But, it's happened before and it mm. could well happen again. They're all carrying injuries. They've all played, you know, a few of them have played Origins as well as 24, 25 games plus the final. Some of them are up to 30 games for the year. And um, this could be a couple of their 30th games. Um, and injuries happen. It's a long season. They're all hobbling a little bit. There's needles being thrown around and all sorts of stuff and wheelchairs mm. and crutches. And so... I, I just hope it doesn't. I hope both teams get to play their full full potential and um, we see an outcome that is warranted, you know, whichever the best team on the day is, not because of an injury, not because of a, a referee stuff up or whatever. Let me throw this at you. And, and I said, we said before we think that, you know, kick our go to the bench and Martin will start. Because there's no TPJ and there's no standout front rower on the bench for the Panthers, mm. Is there actually a case that Kickout starts this week? Because we know what Liam Martin did at the start of the year. He played a really good role playing in the middle and coming off the bench. I I don't know if Ivan wants to admit that this is he's got to change things up because it's worked well for two weeks. But for me, this is a no-brainer. You get Kickout on the field for longer and you bring Martin into the game when you need something to counter the Arrow and, and Burgess factor. I really think this is something they should do. Has Kikau got the gas to play much longer than 50 minutes? I'd prefer him to be running out there and, and trying it at the start rather than hoping the game is there for him to make an impact when you finally bring him on. That's the part of it that I don't I don't like about him coming off the bench. So you'd bring Liam Martin on as your oh, first replacement? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So for, for Liam and, and that way, comes that on way uh, no, Sorensen can play for Fisher-Harris. And then you've got okay. uh, Leonu can come on and either K4 goes off, which is something they've been doing most of the year, and then Martin goes into the back row or, you know, vice versa. It's hmm. I just think it gives a little bit more potency off the bench, which I think they're going to need. Uh, we haven't mentioned this at all. Cook, Coruscant. Current New South Wales, Hooker yep. versus the guy who played game three, well, too many minutes in game three for him. Uh Coruscant has been very good the last couple of weeks, but but Cook was the, the the man in the prelim final. This is where I think you've got the forward pack 
role in the middle meaning so much because South Sydney own the middle and Cook owns the game, regardless of how, how good that Penrith back line is. I'm worried, I'm worried for Penrith if they can't hold the middle because that's Damien Cook in form. Doesn't look as gassed as he had midway through the year. He looked really like he was he was playing with his tired legs. He looks good right now. Uh, if you want to talk about X factors in the in the GF, I feel like Cook might be it. Yeah, look, he's a he's a he's a weapon. Uh, he's a dangerous weapon um, against Penrith. Um, although I really like Penrith's defence. Their middle defence is very good. They don't often stuff up in the middle. Um, they don't often stuff up anywhere. But mm. grand finals pressure and and uh, fatigue and injury um, compounded it all together uh, can bring on anything. So um, I think as much as Walker's going to be feeling um, pressure, I think Penrith's middle will as well. Um, yep. But let's not forget that I think six six of Penrith's players played Origin this year. Um, there's some experience that have, has gone to that as well as a grand final loss grand last final year. Last they'll, year. Yeah. they'll want to avenge that. They've got, I mean, I'm not saying that Souths don't have anything to play for because they certainly do. Um, some are playing their first grand final. Um, but Last grand I final think, at Souths for Reynolds. And I, but I think losing last year's grand final, that taste that they tasted not so long ago, mm. um, Penrith, I don't think they want that taste in their mouth again. Okay, so you're going Penrith. I'm getting the sense. You're going the old Penny Panthers, am I right? I am, I am going to go Penrith, um, but anything can happen on grand final day, mate. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, look, I went for the Storm last week and totally stuffed that up, um, <laughs> as did most him. people, by you the way. <laughs> I think Gus Gould was the only one on the... Uh, I still know, maintain what podcast. I said last podcast. It was about revving up his, his boys and uh, it worked yeah. a treat because yeah. now he looks like a genius as well. Uh, it's yeah. a twofer for old Gus. Yeah. I, I think I think Penrith are going to get it. Okay, score nineteen twelve. Oh, he's challenging nineteen ninety one. Uh Does that mean Appy Corrissau two tries, two try hero? Royce said that. I'm going south. It's a it's a struck match, split hair, whatever you want to say. Splinters in your butt from the fence. I'm going south twenty to eighteen. I'm, I'm banking on Adam Reynolds being fit and firing for the whole game. Yep. His kicking game for South State needs to cancel out Cleary's. His goal kicking, I think, is the is the big factor here. If he can kick goals, he's huge because as good as TAFE kicked last week, can you think of one kick that he had to make in that game against Manly that mattered? No, not really. Pressure in the grand final. When you're not a regular kicker, it's it's a big thing. So I'm going to pretend that Adam Reynolds gets through 80 minutes. I'm going to say 20 yep. to 18 uh, south over Penrith. Obviously, it, not even remotely surprised if Penrith win. As you say, they got done last year. They are they were, as I say, the three best teams in the comp this year. They're playing great football They're, in terms of defensively. Uh, I was having a chat with my flatmate today. As you know, I rate him as a, as a judge, but he said, he just feels like maybe Penrith opened things up in the grand final. I could see it. If the weather allows it and the sun clock surface allows it, I could see them trying to blow South off the park. His theory was that for two weeks, they were worried about losing. Last week, they weren't. And they, they lifted and they, they beat Melbourne. Is the confidence back? Is the swagger back? It's a fair point. But I'm going South. That's where I'm going. 
Um, yep. First try scorer for you? Um, Crichton. Crichton. I'm going with Adam Reynolds. I'm surprising. Adam Reynolds. Alex Johnson. <laughs> Good on what? Uh, Alex Johnson scoring on the left side, uh, unboxing the right edge for Penrith. That's where I'm really concerned about Momorowski and Crichton's communication, as I said. Uh, man of the match, though. Who's getting the Clive Churchill? Yo. Isaiah Yo. He's been phenomenal, hasn't he? <laughs> he really has. And... Uh- I think you know. I think up and up until up until this year, I think um, Cameron Murray was the best lock forward in the comp. Um, I think Yo is now, and Murray's had an amazing season. It's yeah, not, it's, yeah, it's, no, this isn't, Murray's this isn't done nothing a, wrong. <laughs> he's got better. It's just that yeah. Yo's got got, and Yo's done it two years in a row. His finals campaigns have been, you know, superb for Penrith. I'm going Adam Reynolds. As I say, I'm playing the card that he's he's fit. He gets through the match. His kicking game is the difference. Uh, the forward pack for South Sydney just get on top, and and as even if that happens, I still think it's two, like a two point game. Uh, Cody Walker is the is a bit of a darling in terms of the media. So if they win and he sets up any tries, I can see him getting it. But uh, if Penrith win, I think Cleary gets it. Just it's the way that they'll vote. <laughs> that's it. Mm. that's the that's the sense. I'm not saying he won't be deserving. It's just the way things tend to tend to be done. Cocksmith, that is our grand final preview. Is there anything else we missed that you think uh, needed to be said in regards to the two sides? No, mate, not at all. I think I think we've covered them off pretty well. We haven't talked about their head trainers, um, but we can if you like. <laughs> hey, I've got a question. I've got yeah. a question. If it goes into extra time, is it golden point or is there extra time then golden it's point? golden point, extra time. So they'll play, they'll play, I think they play two lots of 10. Five minutes each way. And no, I think it's two lots of ten. I double check on this. Um, and then it's it's golden point. So um, they will turn around. Oh, so, five or so, ten. But it's it's golden point. Extra time. It's golden point. So first first to scores wins. Effectively. I think they, they will turn around at half time, but I think it just keeps playing as far as I'm aware. It's a good point. There you go. Uh, I, 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 actually, I actually I actually thought it was extra time and then golden point after extra time, but I could be wrong. No, no, so I don't think it's changed since um, the Cowboys Broncos GF. Okay. All right. Um, so there Let's we clarify. go. Uh, I want to clarify that. <laughs> no, you've got Google. But they don't call no, me. They don't call me a, Google. Not as good as um, you. We'll be after the break. Uh, what using Google? Yes, I'm very good. Rugby League project. I'm also pretty good at it as well. After the break, we'll uh, quickly sum up uh, Dallium uh, and Tommy finally getting uh, the recognition that this season deserved here on Not the Footy Show. Stand by, mate. I've got to go to the bathroom. Bathroom. No worries. I'll Google. I'll Google while I'm checking. Evacuation complete. Evacuation complete. 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 Sorry, mate. 
Welcome back to episode 248 of the Footy Show, our grand final preview for 2021. The Google machine has been got a, has got a workout, Bob Smith, rather than yeah. uh, my brain because it's just useless. Uh, drawing grand finals are now resolved with two minute, five minute periods of extra time. If the stu- yep. are still aside uh, the end of extra time, the play will continue until the next four. So it's it's golden point for those two five minute periods. If nothing's been scored right. by then, they just keep playing until the, the result. So they'll, they'll change ends after five minutes. Okay. So it is golden point. Uh, so that yep. sorts things. Tommy Trebojevic is your Dalian player of the year for 2021. Thankfully, the system didn't rot young Thomas. Mm. And I'm very happy with that because that was one of the best seasons you'll see. Forget what we remember, but just clearly he was just head and shoulders above a pretty decent field in 2021. Yeah, look, he, he definitely had the most impact as a player on his team. Um, and I think that that's really what you've got to look at when you're looking at, at Dally M's, who, who brings the most to their team as an individual. Um, and I think he, he definitely did that. We saw the first four weeks or five weeks that Manly played. Um, Back you know, obviously, as, warm, as, ah, Sorry, what? obviously warming into the season, um, but really looked rudderless, looked like they were going nowhere. And then uh, Tommy comes back from his... From his uh, sprint accident that he had uh, with mm. his hammy and um, changed the team, basically yeah. changed the team overnight. Uh, mm. Unbelievable uh, machine in in both club and origin uh, would be one of the first three or four picked in an Australian team if you chose one. He's, he's just a joy to watch. Uh, somebody in one of the WhatsApp groups I'm in, uh, you know, is talking about how good it is to see him win. And he's one of those players that no one seems to hate which is a good thing. Mm. Um, seems like a great, great bloke and is, you know, one of the best, if not the best at his position in the game. And I was thinking, you know, in the, in the years past, we've seen some, some players who are uh, greats of rugby league. And I was thinking, who, who does he remind me of? He reminds me of Brad Clyde. Now, held in incredible esteem by his opposition players and his, and his uh, teammates was considered the best player in the game there for a few years, but just went about it quietly. No one hated Brad yeah. Clyde. Uh, mm. You know, you had your, your Langers and your Stewarts and your Dailies and your Meningas, but they all had people who didn't like them. It's just that's the way it, way it was. And they there was things that happened on and off the field that sort of shaped how people looked at them. But I was thinking Brad Clyde's the one that comes to mind. Considered the best, was the best, mm. played some just extremely, extremely excellent seasons and people loved him. And I was thinking that's probably where Tommy is. He's in that category, that rarefied air of universally loved. And that's not always the case because we've got to get to the other thing that happened on Valium Day, Cogsmith, and that Mm. was that apparently um, some players out there, they don't like Pepsi. What's going on? Allegedly, uh, yeah, there was um, a couple of alleged Melbourne players mm. allegedly in a house or a hotel or somewhere like that um, doing something with allegedly some crazy powder on a some table. Non, some non-Pepsi. Yeah. 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 I'm not, yeah. You know, I, it, it, it ceases, it never ceases to amaze me, uh, <laughs> this. I've got to be honest, okay? I, there's two ways to look at it. 
let's pretend for a second that it is an illegal substance that they've they've got a credit card out and doing something with on the table. Yeah. How does it get filmed? First of good all, mates. how does it get good mates, Cox Smith? Could have those good mates well, I've with got, you. I've got another. I've got another theory. Yeah. And I could be. I could be totally off the mark. But I've got a theory that Allegedly. it might not have been a. It might not have been a mate. Uh, I've got a theory it was someone they didn't really know. Mm-hmm. And that that leads me to believe that it might have been a female. Um, Allegedly. Allegedly. Now, here's my way of thinking. I'm not. I'm not ever going to claim that that the cheese or or Munster or anyone else who was there, Chris is the Lewis, is the other person, one that was there. Yep, is is the smartest person or persons in the universe because clearly they're not. If it was me, and if I felt the need to to uh, partake in illicit substances, the very first thing I would do is I would say to everybody, "Give me your phones." Mm-hmm. This party does not include phones. So let's put the phones away. I'm going to hide them and you can get them back whenever you're leaving. That's the first thing I'd say. I'm not sure that I would do that kind of thing around people I don't know. Yeah. Because even if they've got no, even if they've got no video evidence, they run off and tell people. So we're seeing mistake after mistake, but I think the biggest mistake in all of this is doing it. I, I, I mean, I know young blokes like to party. I get it. And I, and some people party differently to the way I do or the way I have in the past. But I'm not sure that, I'm not sure that, you know, everyone makes their own personal choices, but I'm not sure that being a, being a, you know, a leader of this game or a protected species or whatever it is they are, I don't think it's a real good look to be, to be partaking in that kind of stuff. And but they're larrikins, Cocksmith. They're just boys being boys. I mean, we keep telling them that, you know, we keep putting them on this pedestal of, you know, oh, we love how you act. And then they act like this and what we're now unhappy yeah. with. Them. It's not like we've had See, any um, leading ideas of, the, you know, that they might want me to start being a little bit responsible. It's, it's the way the game oh, puts players yeah. into this position. I don't have any doubt that they thought they'd get away with it. Oh, of course they thought they were going to get away with it. Otherwise, they wouldn't have done it. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, if, you, if, you, if you're a player and you sit there and think, if I snort something in, up in my nose right now and if I get caught, I'm, uh, or if they think, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get caught, will I do it or won't I do it? Now, you'll get the sum that will do it. But yeah. most of them, especially the ones that are on six, seven, eight, nine hundred thousand a year, um, probably and probably honestly uh, wouldn't be qualified to dig a ditch, um, have no other way of making money it's in like their lives. Like a pretty lives, good hole for themselves here, Cocksmith, to be fair. Well, they have, and 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 my take on it, you know, ultimately in the end is, and and young Reese Walsh has come out, uh, by the way, in a different incident, um, and said that he did take. Mm-hmm. He's, he's owned it. Uh, he's owned and it. Um, had the same thought process as the others. To be fair, let's not pretend yeah. that he did. And he definitely didn't think he was going to. Yeah, definitely didn't think he was going to get caught. My take on it is this: if the NRL can prove it. And they should try and prove it. Don't just sweep this under the rug, guys. This is a this is a problem. This is a social problem. This is a problem um, that do you, if you want if you're okay for your very elite players to snort cocaine on a TV ad, then you must yeah. be okay with them doing it behind closed doors. So mm-hmm. if you're not okay with it, do something about it. And I think a first I think a first offence should be twelve weeks. Second offence should be thirty weeks. 
And if you do it the third time, you're gone, baby. I know that sounds harsh, and it is harsh, but there's only one way you're going to do this. And I mean, short of running around to their houses and hotels and getting them to pee in bottles every second morning, hmm. um, which, again, shouldn't be off the table, um, you know, there's no Mad Mondays anymore, really. They may not mm. be dressing up as Superman and jumping off tables and oh, jumping on tables this pieces. time. Munster was Munster was making it look like it was the greatest afternoon of, of all time. Oh, what a that, scene, that man! Was, that was Mad Monday. Um, you know, maybe not all of Melbourne Storm style, but yeah. at least a few chosen ones. Um, I, you know, I, I really honestly think Bellamy will be shattered over this. I really think he's not stupid. He's not naive. He knows things happen um, away from his his. Yeah. you know, supervision. But for this to come out, I mean, Craig Bellamy owns the Melbourne Storm team, for, for want of a better term. It's his mm. team. It's his baby. And now it's there's his culture. this. Yeah. Do, do you want that culture in your club? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, both terrific players, um, of the, two that, the two that we mentioned that are allegedly in that video. Um, but both have got a lot of growing up to do. Let me just, we'll wrap this because we don't want to go too far down the road, but I'll let you all just ponder this. Coxsmith just suggested X amount of weeks for drug, open drug use. What's domestic violence worth? Just have a think about that because unfortunately our game has a way of, of amplifying some things and looking the other way with others. And uh, if that's the, the base point for something like this, then what's the base point for something like that? Just think about it, everybody. Uh, some better news. Sad news, but better news. Uh, C.S. Oliola's retired. He's um, hung the, the boots up. One of those just, again, extremely likeable, uh, great club men. He headlines a, a pretty uh, fantastic class of, of retiring players this year. Uh, the two that comes to mind straight away for me, the, the Morris twins, uh, again, in that, in that likeable category. Not many people had a bad word to say about him. I know we lost um, Brett earlier in the year and Josh just retired, but there's a bigger list and encourage you. I'm sure there's a thing on NRL.com and a few other places where you can go through the entire list of players who have retired. But um, the game has this has a way, and this is why I bring it up, it has a way of replacing, replacing you eventually. So Munster, Smith, Reese Walsh, yeah, you're, you're today's front page or website click or whatever you are, but you know, someone else will step up. They will. And if you keep going down this path, you'll be forgotten. Because as, as great as some of our players have been, um, they'll all retire and eventually you get pushed out. You get pushed out of the, the front of the, of the mine. Um, well, not, not only will you be forgotten, if you go too far down the rabbit hole, you'll end up like Brett Dallas. If anyone, has anyone seen Brett Dallas' Instagram? Mm. You can uh, Google it. Dallas, you can find out what's unfor- going on there. Unfortunately, Brett Dallas got himself uh, messed up and, and mixed up with methamphetamine and uh it's not pretty it's not pretty you know and he was a champion player just like the rest of them just you know you've got to choose your own adventure guys and and uh, unfortunately when you choose the wrong way sometimes it can go very very bad not just a little bit bad um yeah yeah, i'd I'd Uh, be i'd be staying away from any of that but so big round of applause to all those players who are retiring this year, especially the ones that have been around the game for a long time. We thank you for your service. Fantastic job. We're wrapping up the podcast. This is the grand final preview. You've heard our predictions. I'm going south. Rob is going with Penrith Panthers. 
no surprise there. I want to leave everybody here uh, with just, I guess, a thought bubble for you. Uh, Foxworth and I'll throw some ideas out, but I'm thinking about putting a podcast together. It'll be an audio podcast because I don't want YouTube strikes, so it's the way it's going to be. Uh, but I want to collate some of the great finishes, I guess, to grand finals in the last 30-odd, 40-odd years, Foxsmith. And I guess I'm asking you, what comes to mind? Um, well, it could be a, a, a moment in the game or it could be a, a post-match speech. Uh, what get when you hear these moments or you see these moments? What are the kind of ones that, that just sends shivers down your spine that would would arguably be in the top five greatest moments in grand finals that you've seen? Well, in no specific order, mate. The '89 grand final in almost its entirety. It's spectacular, um, isn't it? Uh, it's a, it's a, it's an absolute jewel in the crown of all grand finals. Um, Canberra versus Balmain. Um, Unbelievable grand final. If you haven't seen it, watch it all and then watch it again because it's, it's a really good one. Um, and there's moments in that. There's, there's so many moments in it. It, it. It's an ebb and flow kind of a grand final and it's, it's, it'll take you on an emotional roller coaster no matter who you support. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as moments go, I mean, look, um, Scotty Sattler's tackle is, is a moment. Um, uh, ben Hunt dropping the ball is a moment which led to the next one, which is, uh, you know, um, there's, first four, and, there's four moments. Yeah, there's big in that I game. There's, five. there's, there's probably five yeah. moments in that game that are spectacular. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, Milford and Hunt dropping the ball to turn over possession to North Sydney, oh, North Sydney, North Queensland in the last mm-hmm. minute, last two minutes. All right. Then it's Cole Felt scoring off the Michael Morgan play. Yeah. Then yep. it's Thurston missing the kick. Missing then it. Ben and then dropping the bomb. And then it's um, Thurston. The drop goal. Five, like, things that just go bang, 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 bang. The dominoes there are just yeah. sensational. The, the, mo- the momentum just shifted, you ah. know, in the space of a couple of minutes. And and uh, so that's a real good one. Yep. Um, geez, I had a couple of others that I, um, they've just slipped my mind right now. Well, but, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in quickly. Uh, Darren Albert, 97. Darren Albert, yes, against Manly, Newcastle Manly. Manly yep. has been beaten on full time. You know, oh. that, uh, that, that play, that play, mate, I mean, uh, you know, for Joey, it, he sees Hopper at, uh, at Marker. It could be the best. It could be the best. <laughs> it could be the best. Um, unfortunately, it was a separate competition that year, so we can't really yeah. say it was the best because they weren't all in the competition. But, um, yeah, that's a really good one, um, uh, you know. Oh, Royce's two been... tries. The last Royce's try, Royce two tries was good. Is just, and I'm a Canberra fan, and it's still, it's probably the biggest dagger that I've yeah. ever experienced as a Canberra fan. Is that try? You know, I think I think Russell Crowe um, with uh, Isaac Luke was a really good moment for me. I was right there. And no, it was he, Sam Burgess, buddy. Oh, you mean that one? No, no. You either set the Isaac yeah, Luke bit. Same, yes, yes, yes. It was yes, the same. Yes. It was same the same. same but he gave he gave he gave Isaac Luke a, a, a ring. Did you get a photo um, of that? Yeah, yeah. Um, Sam Burgess is a got, great moment. You know where it is? Yeah, I've never. I don't think I've seen that photo. I think it's on my Insta, mate. You can grab it off. Is that. it? I'll, um, I'll zoom back there because we were we were both there, Cocksmith. You and I for that that yeah. Rusty Russell Russell Crowe Sam Burgess moment. Um, yeah, that that was a really good one. That was um, cool. You know, there's there's been plenty. Now Meninga's now Meninga's interview after the '89 Grand Final, when he just tells everybody you can stuff Origin, you can stuff Australia, when yeah, your premiership is what best. it's all about. 
This is uh, what it's about, yeah. There's another moment in that in that post game there where Gary Belcher's looking at the camera and they're doing the lap of honour. And the year before, Peter Jackson had signed with Brisbane and gone up to you know, and and uh, Belcher sees the camera and just looks at the camera and goes, Jacko! <laughs> Basically sucked in, you left. <laughs> uh, just it's a magic moment. Um, yeah, you're a camera-wise badge. Uh, Chickers try in the 89 grand final and even the 90 grand final is pretty special. Uh, I'm Canberra biased, but it's the way it is. Daly's try from halfway in that game is, is spectacular. Uh, could play a decent game in a big game, old El Daly. Um, Matthew Ridge, was he, tack- was he tackled? I don't remember. Uh, in the '96 Grand Final. Oh yeah. Who who was it? Who was it in um, one of the, the the Canterbury Raiders Grand Final? Who was it that dropped the ball from the kickoff? Was oh, Marty Bella. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Paul Osborne playing the game of his life. Uh, oh, absolutely. Came from uh, nowhere uh, into that. Playing time. a calling out that uh, singing a song that St George can't play after they beat the Saints. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it was after the second one. Oh, just the disrespect there is just phenomenal. It's, it's, it's great. Is it 93, 92, 92 uh, and 93? Uh, oh, Hamley getting knocked out by Terry Lamb in the um, 88 grand final. What about what about Tina Turner singing at, at the 94? Oh, she got upstage. She got upstage by the old leather-clad um, saxophone. Oh, the sax player. Oh, Rick Disney. Yeah, I, 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 name, was, you know? I, was, I was there. I shot that. You know yeah. that? I was that, yeah. that was the first I think it was the first grand final. I think you say shot. 93 is the the that was there. 93. Oh fantastic. Yeah. Uh, there's a yeah. a moment actually after the game where Lazarus tries to lift the um the Winfield Cup with one arm and almost takes out Tina Turner. That would have been an international incident if uh, Tina Turner gets a concussion from Lazarus dropping the Winfield Cup. Uh, I'll tell you what, it's oh, a it's a fair yeah. effort to lift that thing one handed. You've lifted it, I've lifted it. It's <laughs> a fair effort to lift it one handed. <laughs> it's, it's not easy. Um, didn't win it, by the way, either of us, but we, we may have uh, had our cuddle at some stage. Uh, there's, there's some fantastic moments. South Sydney winning a premiership after however many years um, mm. was pretty special. We were there for that one as well. Uh, if you've got any ideas, send them through. I'll, I'll try and aim to have this out on Friday. It might only be five, ten minutes long, uh, but I'll put some you know, emotional music behind it. And I'm sure um, uh, Ray Warren will be uh, front and centre in most of the commentary. But there's a leave that the... the, the Channel 10 coverage at the back end of the 80s and the early 90s was pretty good. Uh, there's some great commentary from Graham uh, Hughes, Lance, Graham Hughes, uh, Ian Maurice. Uh, we were really spoiled growing up. Uh, the, the bear. Coverage was, oh, thanks very much, my G. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, that's our grand final preview. South Sydney here, Penrith there. I hope you love the game, everybody. Uh, it's 7.30 on Sunday night. We think in Brisbane. It could be in Townsville. Uh, but Cocksmith, any final thoughts as we wrap up uh, another? Well, we'll do we'll do a post match podcast, obviously. But any other thoughts on the season that you wanted to get off your chest before we go? Oh no, not really, mate. I mean, look, it's been obviously a, a year of disruption for nearly all of Australia. Um, so, you know, I, I've I've I haven't shot a game of football since round sixteen, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel a little disconnected this year, which is fine. Um, uh, but I've, I've got to watch a bit more football on TV, which has been good. It's been a nice um, distraction from um, uh, sitting around for the last, uh, what are we up to now, week 11 or something? Um, week 12, okay, I don't know. Um, nearly 100 days of sitting around doing not a whole lot. And so it, it's, it's, it's a welcome distraction. Um, 
look, it's uh, it's a game that's uh, obviously extremely frustrating for things that go on in the game, like we mentioned before. Oh, it's Jerry um, Sutton's refereeing the grand final, you know, just to stir you up. <laughs> like I was saying, it's the last sitting around for the last hundred days. It's a nice distraction, and and uh, <laughs> what Grant what Grant Atkins has got to do to get a grand final or a, a big game is beyond me. Uh-huh. I, I, I'm but Jerry sure. has invaluable big game experience. But you know what I find funny about that comment from old uh, G. Annesley is that how do you give somebody else that invaluable big game experience? Hmm, I wonder. Well, I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that I've seen um, Grant Atkins stuff up like um, like Sutton did the other week, last week with the um, the you know the ball placement it's, uh, from the it It's never going to happen again. Just like every other time, he says, we've fixed it. It's never going to happen again. Mm. And two weeks later, you know, that was actually the wrong call. Anyway, we shouldn't have ended on referees because referees, let's be honest, it's the most um, uh, frustrating part of the game in regards to the way the rules are enforced. So let's not go down that road. Instead, let's Mm. celebrate two things. There's a grand final on Sunday, may the best team win. And with uh, Freedom Day on its way pretty soon, I'm finally going to get some steak out of you. Canberra have won the last three seasons and I need some food. Canberra versus St. Listen, George, Canberra listen, all the way, listen, baby. Listen, I may not be available. I'm going to live my life and I, the last thing I'm going to be doing is going to a bloody restaurant, okay? Uh, come, over, I'll cook you a tom- come over, I'll cook you a tomahawk. <laughs> no, I want to go out for dinner. That's the rules. Yeah, okay. Well, right, I've, got to, I've, I've got to go. Pepsi. Not the footy show. Show? It's people's escape, it's people's relaxation, and we need to do everything in order to continue that great uh, tradition of Birthday boy. One boat. I'm sorry, I love you. You've been sleeping over there? Pepsi.